Hey everyone, it's Emmanuel, your body code practitioner. It is June 9th, 2020 at Healing the Healer podcast. Thanks for tuning in and I appreciate you coming on and listening to us. I appreciate also the nice messages that have been sent to me uh, via Anchor app and you can um, send a message, send a question, feedback. Uh, I appreciate everyone that's um, shared any type of information to me. Um, I do appreciate you. I love you. And also just want to let you know that, you know, Jessica and I, we've decided to take the journey of what can we do to help ourselves? What can we do besides emotion code, body code, which is our favorite modality? Um, there might be other people out there that might provide amazing uh, value to us. And we're willing to discover and be like, okay, let's go to this chiropractor. Let's go to this holistic practitioner and let's see what we find. You know, I think it was about a few weeks ago where we got to go to a wellness center and um, we met with a really amazing chiropractor, a laser specialist. Uh, we also met a transformational coach, uh, Tina, uh, two days ago. So we're, we're definitely doing our investigation and a lot of them are going to be interviewed very, very soon. So tune in to doing more phone interviews with these amazing people. We'll get you their contact information. So this could be a great resource for you. Uh, I want to start off with talking about higher self healing and you know what it means for us. And so a lot of people go, what is higher self? What is that? Um, it's a term very loosely used, especially uh, nowadays in, in energy healing is like, let's talk about the inner self, higher self, whatever you want to call it. The reality is, is it, it's what it means to you. Um, and uh, some people might say, I've never used higher self. I'm just an emotion code practitioner. What are you talking about over there? Well, you came to the right place. Um, this is how I use it, learned you know, from obviously my coaches, my mentors, and taking notes in many seminars and just you know, anything that I can write down. And you know, I had like maybe like 30 secretaries taking notes. I'm uh, just kidding. But uh, the point is, is I had a lot of, you know, a lot of vigorous moments where I said, I really want to know what this is all about. And um, it reminds me of like a New Testament verse, you know, in the good book, it talks about, uh, you know, Jesus was talking about how the spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. So let's hear that verse again. Uh, the spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. The way I kind of use this terminology is that the spirit is very, very strong. I've heard uh, very similar analogies with like if with fasting, for example, some of us who are listening to my voice now, uh, you've fasted before. Now, maybe you fasted for health reasons, but there's also spiritual precedence of the benefits of fasting, like having a prayer and intention and fasting for someone or fasting for a cause. Uh, I've seen amazing, amazing change, hearts being opened, uh, many things like that in regards to fasting. And um, it's the same thing here with, for example, spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. I always look at like the higher self indeed is willing, but our bodies with these emotional energies can be weak. Just changing the terminology here. But I do feel like the higher self is looking, the, is looking out for us. And the higher self is basically for me, it's just like the higher version of yourself, but it's actually your true self. So whenever you say higher, sometimes you put it on a pedestal, but really what it is, if we were to remove all the blackness, which is, you know, I, people call energies also like darkness or blackness or imbalances, whatever you call it, but just removing all of it would actually enable you to see the true self in the inside. 
sometimes we can tap into it. We can tap into the uh, inner self or higher self and just listen, and we might find some amazing insights because it's us. It's really who we are. Uh, and so, anyway, that was Matthew twenty six forty one. Um, and so, here's what the higher self consists of, though. See, we have a track record. You know, this is our second time, you know, our second journey, if you will, our second test would be on earth. And people say all the time, you know, I'm a human having a spiritual experience. It's like, I think, I love that saying where it says that you're a spirit experiencing a human, having a human experience. And, and really that's what it is, is we've had our spiritual experience already and we passed the test. Congratulations. Uh, you've made it. Now you're here. You came and you decided to come here. You decided the family you were going to come in. You decided um, the role that you're playing. You've decided all that before you even came here. There's no, there's no such thing as a victim. Uh, everyone chose their habitation, as a, as Paul would say, that we all had the, um, the choice of habitation for the purposes of growing, for the purpose that this would be wise for us to come to this certain situation and that we would grow from it. So here's the thing that I wanted to tell you guys is that there's five things that when we, when I use the term higher self, how it benefits my clients. Now you could be a practitioner. You're like, cool, I'm going to use these things. You could be a client. You'd be like, Hey, you know, I could talk to my practitioner about this, or maybe you're have no idea what I'm talking about, the higher self and how to use it. And that's all fine. I think you might find this very enlightening and, uh, hopefully you gain some value from this and, uh, you can pass this to your clients and they can, you know, know what to expect when you use this. So anyway, so the higher self is basically it's asking your refined self, which, you know, all your imbalances are released. So when I work with people, you know, I'm very familiar with like, hey, what should we work on first? And what I've learned is that we we should let the higher self choose. And yes, people may have a preference of what they want to work on. But let's say like all three things are kind of really annoying and their symptoms are very, very uh, bad. Hey, just let the higher self choose and um, we'll never ever go wrong. So um, obviously there's so many imbalances we deal with. We deal with like you know, pre-mortal imbalances, inherited womb imbalances, energies in this life. And it's like, if we have all this stuff on us, sometimes the clarity of what we should be working on really belongs to the higher self. The higher self is the one that says, hey, hey guys, it's almost like um, the your body pretending saying, hey, let me just remove all these imbalances real quick. Okay, now that I shook it all off, let me tell you where we should go. So the first thing is this is, um, number one, when I work with a new client, I tend to work with the heart wall. Why? Because the founder said it's the greatest discovery in energy healing history. That's a pretty bold statement, I would say. Um, and I didn't believe it at first. Like I said, maybe you guys uh, heard what I said last time. But um, the I, you, I started a veterans program. And I started helping veterans who had symptoms of PTSD. And I would give them about 12 sessions. Now it's about six sessions. But before I would give them 12 sessions. But mainly what I wanted to do is I wanted to remove their heart wall. And I knew that there was precedence and there's now in the new emotion code back in May, uh, I knew the lady that that basically started the studies, the uh, white papers of the blindfold study of how it helps out uh, PTSD. And so she did that and it again confirmed that the veterans program would be beneficial 
to those who helped our country and kept our freedom. So they deserved it. So, and I went to military school for three years and I was very also aware um, that the founder um, actually sent out over a hundred thousand books uh, to Iraq when the um, the war was going on. So I was very aware of of what he did, and so I was like, okay, he understands that there's going to be a certain percentage of people that come back with a certain type of trauma. So anyway, the the results were amazing. I would say that their imbalances left them like 80 to 90%. It really helped them out. And they noticed that they were less reactive and they could feel love again and find their mission and uh, give love and have more abundance. It all came to them. So it was just very impressive. But anyway, the point is, is that, that usually when people come to me, they have love imbalances. They have health, uh, energy issues. They have, they don't know their mission. Uh, they don't feel love from their partner. So in the end, if you do the heart wall, it can benefit all those. So I'd rather take like one gorilla out, throw them out the window, you know, and and then work on something else at the same time. So maybe what I would do is I would ask my client, I would say, hey, what are your top three annoying imbalances? Can you please let me know those? And they're like, sure. Yeah, so I work on their heart wall first. So I remove eight to 10 to 12 emotions. And a lot of people ask me like, why do you, like, why can't you release all of it all at the same time? Not sure. I just, I'm kind of following the book here. That's, that's kind of what I've learned is that your body will only release a certain amount of energies and it has a certain threshold. Um, people who first started muscle testing and they start releasing 24 heart walls, you're still learning how to muscle test. There might be some incorrect testing there. Um, but really, um, it is a process to remove the heart wall. Uh, it may take three sessions. It may take four sessions. Uh, kids may take one session, may take two sessions. If you have a lot of trauma, it may take five sessions, six sessions. That's just how it is. But average is about three to four sessions to remove a heart wall. And that's kind of like what I've read uh, statistically in, in like many blogs. Um, and so I just knew that that's what to expect. And so typically you'd remove eight to 10 to 12 around their uh, layers. And then the body's still open to heal, just don't bother the heart. Okay, so then we move somewhere else. So what do we work on? I say, what are your top three imbalances? And then I would tell the person, do you mind if I ask your higher self, which one should we work on first? Unless you have uh, a priority, unless there's like something you really, really want to work on. And they said, sure. And usually they, it was really interesting is that when you say the word higher self, for some reason, it, it rings true to the clients. And they say, yeah, um, let's just let the higher self choose. And I tell them, hey, great choice. Because the uh, the reality is is that your higher self knows the best fastest way for you to heal. So wouldn't it make sense to have the higher self just choose for us? Yes, it does. So that's number one. Is is when I work with people, I work with the heart wall first. I I know even with um, with uh, people with cancer or some very serious serious things, um, I still like to work on their heart wall because overall their immune system would go higher. Why? Because it says that your heart is sending out messages, but if it's sending it through trauma, then obviously, in, if you look at a body code scan, they have this thing called a body code scan. You can check, and we, we did this all if you're in body code um, certification, you would know what that is. But long story short is you're checking to see what is happy and what is unhappy in the body. But also in there, it talks about brain connectivity to the organs and heart connectivity to the organs. The person who has a lot of heart trauma tends to have a low immune system because the connectivity from the heart to the organs are very low. 
So as you clear the heart wall, guess what? The heart communication to the organs and glands improve, and so then the immune system goes up higher. So if even if someone is sick, it still makes sense to start clearing their wall and then work on something else. That's in my experience. I've seen the best, best results. Some people go straight to the symptom. Again, I, I've seen better results with working on the heart wall and then working on the symptom. If someone, for example, had cancer, I would work on heart wall, and then I would go ahead and um, say, are there any trapped emotions that are contributing to this cancer? Then I would say, are there any imbalances in the body code chart that we can release to help out these symptoms of cancer? That's how I would do it. But anyway, those three top imbalances, I would write them down and I would ask, I would ask the higher self, hey, higher self, which one would benefit you right now to work on right now? And then her, their body would choose. And we would go in there and see, is it this one? Is it this one? Oh, look, there it is. That's the one you should use. So there's that. Number two uh, is very important too is uh, maybe there's something that their higher self would like to release and we don't even know about it. There's a saying in Landmark where it says, there's what you know you know, which is only uh, 10%. So like I know my name, I know my social, I know where I live, you know, 10%. Then there's a 10% of what you, if you know you don't know. For example, me is brain surgery, you know, probably calculus. Then there's 80% that you don't know, you don't know. Now, and he says, if you want your life to be liberated, you have to jump into the 80%. So sometimes what I like to do when someone gives me a list and I work with them is I add their higher self. Like maybe their higher self wants to release something from them that they're dealing with right now. And then it wants to go somewhere else. But I give it the room to do that. So I just say, hey, higher self, out of all these three, th four things, four things, see that? Three things is the three most annoying symptoms, and the fourth thing is the higher self. Healing just maybe it wants to remove something currently that they're dealing with, almost like a current symptom that they're dealing with that they don't even know. That would just give them more peace. Maybe it's one or two things, and I go, do, do we need to still, higher self want to release something else, or is there some, do you want to go back to these symptoms? Oh, look, the body said go back to these symptoms. Okay, great. Now we dive into that. So I recommend uh, doing that as well. So number two is leave the option of a higher self-healing on the list. That'll also help out too, okay? Number three, higher self-clearing. I try to do these once a month. We're just let, I let people know that sometimes I like to let my higher self choose, hey, what should we work on today? And just release as much as we can and I have no idea. And the way I say it is, is I, when you want to ask this question, hey, higher self, what would you like to release today to give me more peace of mind, body, and spirit? Again, I'll say it again. Hey, higher self, hey, what would give me more peace of mind, body, and spirit right now if I can release it? And then it would go. You would just dive into the body code and you would see what you would find. Now, you would do that with you could do it with your client too. Sometimes your client's like, "Hey, I'm doing pretty good over here. You've worked on my my UTI symptoms, my heart walls down, my relationship with my husband is fantastic. You know, today let's just do like a higher self healing, you know." And I would say, "Okay, great. Let's let's do it." And then I would connect with them and say, "Hey, higher self, you know, I I want to help out and is, is there anything right now that if you were just to uh, you know access all her life?" you know, what she's going through financially, emotionally. Is there anything that would just still just give her more peace of mind, body, and spirit right now? And then allow the higher self to choose. So that's called a high, you know, I call it a higher self clearing. And for me personally as a healer, I like to do these once a month. 
Some people like to do it once a week. I like to do it once a month. I usually have specific symptoms I want to work on uh, throughout the week. Uh, number four, the reason why I like the uh, higher self concept too is the indirect testimony of the creator. I love the fact that when I first looked into the body code, you know, I'm going to be working with all types of people, all types, you know, um, you know, Jewish person, Muslim person, Christian person, atheist person, agnostic person, like all these people I love. They're all my brothers and sisters. I love you guys. Um, you know, I don't treat you differently. What do you believe in? Uh, you're a son and daughter of the creator. Hey, w- like, welcome to my home. Let me, uh, if we were back in olden times, let me wash your feet. Let's come and let's come and eat, you know, and we can, we can, uh, um, I respect, uh, everyone's opinion. And I also am learning from, um, you know, one of my recent coaches, um, to just kind of like not have judgment. I think my whole, whole life I've had just judgment and, um, there's, it's, it's just what it does is it, uh, it actually shackles you. So if you judge anybody, then anytime you hear about that person, that situation, you're creating your own trigger. So you shouldn't do that. But anyway, that was off subject. Let's go back on. So it gives you kind of an indirect testimony of the creator. What I mean by that is that when I, you know, when I found out about the higher self healing, it's kind of like at some point I was like, oh, what's a preconception trapped emotion? What's a preconception trapped or preconception emotional compound? What are these guys? So it's weird. See, it's like the body code. There's just a, I don't know how to explain it, but it's like, um, it gives you a backdoor testimony of the creator. Again, I know people that, uh, deal with like entities and deal with me, myself included, but just, you know, there's people that I know that see things or whatever, and they kind of see evil, uh, sometimes, but if there's evil, then there's what? There's the opposite end. And what I love about the higher self and like tapping into it is that, you know, for example, a preconception trapped emotion that's very common is fear and grief. Why fear? Fear because you had fear of your impending life on earth. Why grief? Grief because you're leaving the home with your creator. Two things can be muscle tested for that. You know, like you can ask anybody, you can ask them, hey, what were you doing before you came here? Two things will always test positive no matter what they consciously believe. That's what I love about this work too. Um, You know, when you mention higher self, that's a term that the body recognizes. Isn't that great? It's amazing. Uh, when you say preconception trapped emotion, your muscles know what that means and your body doesn't lie. If there's any time to question what you believe in or just, you know, learn more about, you know, your creator, this is it. I mean, preconception trapped emotion. What? We got trapped emotions in the spirit body. What is going on here? Um, and it's just very interesting. So again, it gives it gives me again that uh, there's a security blanket that comes with the body code because there's certain terms that anybody, you can talk to anybody and their arm or their body would respond to it. Um, so that's why when I heard the higher self, higher self is another key term. Preconception trapped emotion, your body recognizes. Heart wall, your body actually knows what that means. It's not just a made up term. In other words, a Dr. Brad and you know the whole team, they didn't come up with these words. These are 
they tapped into words that already existed that the body recognized. It's almost like it's almost like if someone created a car, this amazing, beautiful car, and it had this powerful tune-up system. And I just like saw it on the road, and it's like the 1920s, and I'm like, what is going on here? We are, you know, where's the buggy? And the car was there, and all of a sudden it had a tuning system of like when it needs oil and when it needs whatever. And every, this car, it seems like they all came with the perfect tuning system. And so there was terminologies on it. What if I went into the motor area and there were terminologies on it? Here's the motor. What if it had words on the motor? I'm like, okay, that's what you do when you do when that happens. When there's smoke, you press that button. When there's this, when you need more oil, you you put in this in this area. It had its own instructions in it, but the key terminologies were already in the car. Then you just reveal to everyone what you read in the car, what the terminology is. Technically, you didn't make up the word. It was already in the system. That's why I really feel like this is very inspired work is because it's it's not someone making up random words. Let me just like, you know, there's a lot of uh, great, you know, psychologists out there that are making these words up. You know, just to be honest, they're just making new words up to give us these words that we use commonly now. And we use it to kind of give what prescription should you get due to the word that they created here these are just words that your body actually recognizes and so again higher self just be be very comfortable with saying the term higher self just know that your body knows what it means and number five is this is that the higher self has the ability to work on multiple things so for me um, I'm the greatest multitasker in the world. Okay, no, so that was just a lie right there. My arm would go down on that. But the reality is, is your higher self actually loves to work on multiple things. Think about all the millions of things your body did from whenever you woke up to listening to this podcast. It did millions of things behind your back. If we were to tap into the subconscious brain just for a second, and just know all the things that it did for your body, regulating organs, temperature, you know, fixing the hypothalamus, moving uh, red cells down to this area, white cells to this area, making sure this functions properly, um, making sure the urine goes down the urinary tract. I mean, it's doing multiple things at a high, at a very high consistent rate. While if we tapped into it, our brain, our conscious brain, would go on tilt. Um, but the higher self, again, is um, from what I've heard uh, is that, for example, like the spirit, for example, like I heard that the learning capacity is beyond our imaginations. Like we can look into a book and then boom, we just know everything in the book while we have to use our eyes and use our brain. Um, spirits learn at quantum speed. The higher self also knows how to multitask. So the benefit is um, when you write down three or four things and ask the higher self, just let your clients know that the higher self is probably working with one thing but it's actually working with multiple things. So if I sometimes I put, you know, higher self, depression, heart wall, whatever, it's interesting. The body will go, higher self wants to choose, which higher self wants to do its own clearings. And then it did something with depression and it randomly went to heart wall area in the body code. So I always say the, the body or the higher self always gets the last laugh because we think it's working on one thing when it's working on multiple things. For example, if someone's working, um, with the, you know, with the pineal gland. And let's say you already wrote down like eye pain and trouble planning for the future and whatever. And it goes straight to the pineal gland. And you're like, oh, I wish it worked on planning for the future. Wait, the pineal gland helps with that. 
And then it's like, oh, I wish I worked with sleep. Oh, wait, the pineal gland helps with that. Oh, and he has eye pain too. Wait, the pineal gland helps with that. So it went to the, it went to the pineal gland and it's working on three or four different things. It knows what it's doing. And so give comfort to your clients and say, hey, your higher self will choose something, but it's actually working on multiple things at the same time. So hopefully this helped you out. Those are the uh, five kind of cool things that I really appreciate about the the term higher self. Um, number one, just for a review, is I usually work with heart wall, and then I find the three most annoying symptoms, and I ask the higher self, which one should we do? That's for an effective session, in my opinion. Number two is leaving the higher self healing on the list. Put it on top. So there's three things, put higher self there. Buy maybe one or at least one or two things. Uh, my practitioner that works on me, she always says, hey, is there anything right now that we just, you know, want to release and help you out? And, you know, and then we go in there and she releases it. And then she goes, okay, let's go back to the subject. See, so she does the same thing. She doesn't say higher self, but it's basically the same thing. So kind of leave that as an option. Put that as the fourth thing. Uh, the third thing is um, is uh, higher self clearing. Maybe once a month say, you know what, higher self, you choose what you want to release. I'm not going to have any intention or specific thing that I want to release. Just you choose. Number four is indirect. Um, uh, I love the higher self because there's certain key terms that actually, um, that the body code says that basically your body is very well aware of. For example, indirect testimony of the creator. There's preconception fear, preconception grief, which proves there's a creator out there, which proves that. And on top of that, it should give more confirmation that higher self is a key term. Your subconscious recognizes that. Find comfort in knowing that there's certain terms your subconscious will relate to. Number five, um, you have the ability to work on multiple things. And so hopefully you uh, definitely benefited from this. And um, again, I will be interviewing some amazing people soon. If you'd like to share your comments or feedback or anything you you gain from this podcast, definitely send me a message on Anchor. And I would love to listen to it. And if you notice, I've responded back to you, uh, whether it's a day or a day later. I have you know uh, sent you a message back. Some of you guys probably even haven't even checked your inbox on Anchor and said, "I wonder if he talked back to me." Oh wait, there's a notification here. I did uh, send you a one minute message back. So with that, um, I see. I'll see you guys later. Um, I always end with this: is that the world has this false notion where I'll take care of you if you take care of me. But if we just take care of ourselves, and we can change our home, we can change the city, we can eventually change the country, and then the world. And so with that, I will see you guys next time. And uh, I'm looking forward to uh, interviewing this amazing person named Tina soon. And she's an amazing transformational coach. And uh, I look forward for you hearing her story, our interview that will be coming up next time. And uh, I wish everyone the best. Take care.